0: Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the Blue Collar Consulting Group podcast. I am your host, Gary Roth. Uh, I've been in the Army for something like 24 years, probably going to hit 25 years in uh, March, and I've enjoyed a really good career. I have a master's degree in ministry, leadership, and an undergraduate degree in public relations and marketing. And I've also begun my personal training certification. Super happy about that, but one of my most proud achievements in the military is the fact that I've been able to earn a certification as a level two resiliency coach and instructor. So not only can I teach the principles of resiliency, I can also teach the teachers or help facilitate the training of the teachers of resiliency. So it's something I'm very proud of. I believe in the resiliency program in the army and it has helped me personally. It has helped uh, several soldiers that I've worked with. I've used a lot of my uh, stuff on in that program to to not only provide helpful content that have helped unknown amounts of people. Uh, I've tried my best to make sure that I can use that information and training in a beneficial way and I, again I'm just I'm just really proud of it. And so that led me to today's episode, which you saw on the title What is worse than Losing Now myself, very competitive. I've been promoted very rapidly in the military. As many people know, at a certain point, promotions become competitive and you have to be selected above your peers if you want to make these higher ranking promotions. Now, everybody is a little bit different in their approach to promotion. I was very aggressive when they said that civilian education is important. I got my bachelor's finished up. I went out and got a master's in 2017 I've tried to live uncomfortably by going to schools and putting myself in challenging situations that allow me to do the things and stand out from my peers, which I'm thankful for. Uh, I'm not saying all these things to boast. I'm simply saying that, you know, if you want to be competitive, you got to be competitive. It's kind of a, uh, I'm sure there's a circular reference there somehow but when i saw that question on quora what's worse than losing i thought man that's 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 a very very good and difficult question and i didn't know really how to answer it at first what's worse than losing and then i got to thinking i did a little bit of research i uh, used some you know folks that i knew and i think i've come up with five things that i would consider to be worse than losing. Now, again, everybody's definition of losing is probably going to be predicated on the situation. You know, it's one thing to lose a parking spot. It's also another thing to lose the championship game. And, you know, if you're, you know, a Cincinnati Bengals fan or, you know, freaking 49ers fan, you know that Kansas City does a good job of making you lose the game. Now, I say that just jokingly, so don't everybody freak out all at once. But, You know, depending on the severity of the situation, what's worse than losing could could vary from person to person. I'm totally okay with that. Totally okay with that. But the first thing that I think is worse than losing is not trying at all. Now, you've probably heard motivational speeches that say, you know, the man that went to the arena is 10 times the man that never even you know, got in the octagon or even went to the thing. So not trying at all is I consider to be worse than losing. I have 10 times more respect for the man or woman that tries. All right. Now, if you know you're going to lose, if you're just trying just to dip your toe in the water, that's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm talking about is jumping in, giving something, everything that you have and and coming up short. It's launching that podcast and doing a hundred episodes, and none of them are very good. That's me. Uh, it's going to a combatives course, knowing you're you're not very strong or brave or stuff like that. Or it's it's joining the army instead of just talking crap on it the whole time or or living with that you know kind of regret, right? It's like not going to college. It's not studying. Not trying at all to me is worse than losing. Okay. If you fail a test in school, at least you're in school and took the test, right? But not trying at all, that can be a lot more damaging than losing. It can lead to a sense of stagnation or lack of progress. We're going to get to it, but, you know, regret, unfulfilled potential. I tell this to people all the time, and I, and I told them uh, when I was a recruiter too, I mean, do you really want to stay this way? And now that I'm on the retention side, of my military career. I talk to soldiers that are still in, hopefully convincing them to stay because there's going to come a time when in your life, you're going to be 60 years old, 70 years old to where you can't work anymore. And you're going to have to rely on all the things you did in those years prior to your retirement. Like you're going to have to live off that. And if you haven't done enough, well, guess what, bucko? You're done, son. You can't Go back to work when you're 85. Okay, yeah, I get it. There's one exception out there. but like, Go to a nursing home and just look at the pain and regret in the eyes of those people. And you will see. You will instantly give credibility to these words. Because there is going to come a time where you can't do it anymore. Let's be honest. There may come a time where you don't want to do it anymore. I am gunning for that. I want to reach a point in my life... I've never seen anybody else do it in my family, small family, got it, but I want to be able to retire with some health and do the things that I would like to do after my time in the military, after my working years, maybe before then, like I want to have the ability to live the life I want to live. If I don't try, if I don't constantly put myself out there, if I don't continuously and consistently make an effort forward. Then I'm going to be able to only live the life that the world hands me, or the welfare system hands me, or the social security system hands me. All right. I am not prepared to that. So when I'm 60 years old, like other soldiers in the Army Reserve that start drawing their retirement check at 60 years old, I want to stack those things on there. And if I don't try, that's worse than losing. Okay. That's worse than sitting on the sideline, sitting in the stands, watching men and women do the things that I could have done. So not trying at all, in my opinion, is the num- is my first thing that's worse than losing. Now, the second thing, in my opinion, that feels worse than losing is the feeling of betrayal. Being betrayed by someone you trust can be emotionally devastating. It, it can change your whole psyche towards the world, right? It can lead to feelings of anger, hurt, mistrust. That mistrust will will, will spread into every area of your life. Losing a competition or a game is, you know, it's, it's very temporary, right? But betrayal can have long-lasting effects on relationships and one sense of security. Probably like a lot of you, I grew up uh, with childhood abuse. It's not something I brag about. It's not even something I leverage to make content like a lot of people out there do. But I can tell you, when the ones that are supposed to love you, when the ones that are supposed to take care of you and be there for you and protect you and keep you safe, when they don't, all right, when those caregivers be- betray you and and harm you and abuse you, that is going to mess you up for the rest of your life unless, of course, you Get it addressed with therapy and other healthy activities, but betrayal, in my opinion, is the second worst thing than losing on this list today because the the long lasting effects can be monumental. So, again, when somebody stabs you in the back, and this could come in anything. I mean, it could come from a cheating uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, spouse. It could come from you know an abusive uh, an abusive parent. Or, or an abusive spouse or an abusive family member that, that betrays, that breaks, that pierces, that breaks down those well-accepted norms of love and protection and safety that we've all come to appreciate and, quite frankly, deserve, okay? And so, when those things are broken away, it can have long-lasting effects on your perception of the world as a whole, and we don't we don't <laughs> obviously we don't want that to happen to anybody so betrayal is a big one now how do you how do you avoid betrayal if you're a human being let me just say you're never going to avoid it all right you can limit it but you're never going to avoid it and what i say number one is be careful who you trust but what i am not saying is don't trust anybody there are some morons out there that will say don't trust anybody ah live it on alone that is a lonely lonely person you can't not trust anybody, okay? You can't go through it alone. No successful person on the planet truly did it alone, despite what they say about being a self-made man or whatever else. Not true. Not true. Everybody needs somebody, okay? That's just the way it is. You cannot provide me with an, with an example of anybody that didn't. I mean, we all started off as children. Somebody raised that person, right? Somebody educated that child. Good or bad, nobody is truly self-made, okay? Now, you can do a lot with a little, somebody like myself, somebody like many of you, but, you know, you're going to have to trust somebody. So, all I'm saying is be careful who you trust. Use caution when making friends. Make good choices on your activities and, you know, the people you choose to associate with. I'm not saying you can run right out today and go be friends with a bunch of w- uh, wealthy, successful entrepreneurs. If you can do that today, out of nowhere, please tell me how you did it. I'd love to have you on the show. But for most of us, you have to inch your way into those circles, all right? And then you have to stay there. You have to stay there by making good choices on a consistent basis. You have to stay there by being successful so that you are welcomed by these successful people. Success enjoys success. Successful people don't want to hang out with losers, okay, and a loser is somebody with a bad mindset that manipulates people or just fails or just terrible and just, just stays that way. That's a loser. Somebody that's trying. If you're trying, you cannot be a loser. You may lose occasionally, but a loser is a person that gets down or gets knocked down and stays down. So if you want to avoid being a loser, keep trying to get back up. It's really simple. It's not easy, but it's very, very simple. So if you want to reduce the amount of betrayal in your life, be careful who you trust, work hard and keep yourself surrounded by high quality people. Now, I was doing some research and this third thing kept coming up again and again and again, although I don't like the way it's worded. And the third thing here is being stuck in a toxic situation. Now, that could be a toxic work environment, toxic relationship These types of things, okay, being stuck or feeling like you are stuck in a toxic situation is way worse than losing, okay? It is an ongoing just a drudge of a lifestyle, right? It's just like it's always on you. It's always heavy. It's always very, very like uh, it slows you down. It's like it just makes you uncomfortable all the time. Being stuck in these toxic situations can be way worse than losing, and I will tell you I have been in a variety of situations like this uh, both personally and professionally. There's elements now where it's toxic in my work environment and I hope I pray to God that I'm not causing the toxicity and if I am, I will take steps to do everything that I can to eliminate that. So, you know, toxic situations are are very difficult. I don't ever feel like you're completely stuck because you are in charge of your mind. You can't help getting knocked down. But if I come back a year later and you're still on the ground, that that that's your fault at that point. OK, you can't stay there. You can't become toxic because of your environment. You just can't. You are in control of your mind. And let's be honest, it's 2023. So there you'll find acceptance anywhere. Right. So anybody can get divorced pretty much for any reason these days. Right. There's nobody that's going to stand in the way of your divorce. Uh, If you're stuck in a toxic relationship, get out of it. Uh, I know that's a little difficult for certain members of society because maybe they've, you know, I know sometimes young ladies, they tend to give up a lot of stuff to be with this man. And if the man like dumps them, then, you know, it's a little bit difficult. But let's be honest, you know, uh, even children that are stuck in abusive homes, I pray that you find help through law enforcement or social services so that you can get yourself out of these toxic and abusive situations. There, there's no need for you to to stay in these types of things, especially with the internet and information technology the way it is. I mean, help is just right around the corner if you need it. Now, you can reach out to relatives. You can reach out to friends. You can reach out to social services. I mean, with the click of a mouse button, it's very, very fast. It's very, very available. So I'll, I will concede that there are several situations that you may actually be stuck, but there are far more situations that appear that are toxic that you may appear to be stuck in. How do you avoid getting stuck in a, a toxic situation? Number one, research, man, research and patience. Research who you're getting yourself into a relationship with. Take your time. Be with that person on uh, with longevity. Be with that person in a variety of circumstances so that you can see how they interact. Don't rush into something just because somebody's hot. Okay, guys, we're kind of bad about that. Ladies, don't cling to a man just because he says he's going to take care of you, right? Like a little bit of healthy independence is good before you ever enter into a intimate relationship. And if you are coming out of a toxic situation, if you're coming out of a toxic relationship, if you're coming out of a toxic home, then simply Get yourself right before you go recreating that scenario with somebody else. What I mean by recreating scenario? Like, get yourself right in the head and in the heart before you go into another relationship. Get yourself right for crying out loud before you start a family. If you come from an abusive home, if you can say hi... I was abused as a child. You have no business making more children until you have gone to therapy and got yourself right or at least made sure that there are no lingering effects because I can tell you one thing, that abusive people create abusive homes. Um, it's, it's one of those things and it may not be physical, don't get me wrong, but you're detached, you're distrusting, you're cold I mean, you, or you overcompensate, there's a lot of things In the world, they're going to affect the way you parent, affect the way that you're a spouse. And again, if you're coming out of something toxic, that is damaging to you. All right. You are damaged in some way. I have it, it just, I think all of psychology would agree with me. This is not your fault. All right. It is not, you didn't do anything to deserve that. But now that you're here. You got to get yourself right. You got to get yourself whole. You got to get yourself healed. Okay. You got to get yourself on some solid ground before you take all that nasty toxicity into something new or into a child's life or into, uh, you know, a new relationship. You've got to clean yourself off. You've got to rinse off that toxic material. Okay. All right. Number four, all right, this is definitely one that is worse than losing, and that's living with regret. What we're talking about here are the five things that can be considered worse than losing. Number four is living with regret. Go to a nursing home, like I said earlier in the podcast. Go to a nursing home. See the look of pain in their eyes when it's over for them. They are not getting out of there. They are not getting younger. They have to rely on every single thing that they've achieved up to that point. And if you're not out there getting your life straight, getting your world straight, then you're going to live with regret and regret is a poison. Gary Vaynerchuk, great dude that talks about regret as poison. And I would encourage you, Gary Vaynerchuk, go look at him, go listen to him. He's got great advice on the poison of regret. Regret is powerful, my friends. It can weigh heavily on a person's mind. The feeling of missed opportunities or chances not taken can be more painful than losing even the most big game. All right. I, whatever you, you're involved with, right? Like losing that, but like living with regret. Do you know how painful that, do you know how much regret I live with? It is so painful. I don't live with as much now because I've, if I get an idea that I think an idea that is good, I'm going to, I'm going to go and do that thing or, or try that thing. I, I have to try. That's just, that's the way I am now. I'm wired uh, that way. And like, you know, the first time I did Brazilian jiu jitsu, I was terrible. I was skinny. I was scared. But, you know, I've gone back and forth over my time in the army and I've, I've you know, trained and got injured or, you know, got COVID, but, but I always keep going back to it. And, I, and I'm not that great. I'm not that good. I'm not going to win any tournaments. I'm not going to, you know, go out there and dominate in a fight, but I I want it for me because I know it's available. I think I can do it. When I wanted to do a podcast, I started a podcast. I think I'm 130 episodes just on this show alone, not to mention the 50 or 100 other episodes I've made in other failing shows. But I don't want to die with regret. I don't want to live with regret. I don't want to take and miss an opportunity. I want to try to make things right. I want to try to say hello to that new person. I want to try jujitsu. I want to try living a higher quality life. I want to, you know, say the things I need to say. I don't want to be burdened and saddled with a lifetime of regret. I don't want to miss an opportunity. And I'm willing to be uncomfortable now so that I can have those opportunities, right? I'm willing to be uncomfortable now so that when I can't do anything for me, I want to take care of the future me, The future you is out there waiting, all right? The future you is out there waiting. And so don't live with the regret of not trying, of not doing this thing or whatever. I'm 43 now. You're gonna be here one day. If you're 20, 25, 30, you're gonna be my age. I'm gonna be 60 one day. If I don't die, I'm gonna be 70. I'm gonna approach my deathbed at some point in my life and so are you. So what I'm saying by that, is that you know that this life is going to end. You know that you have an expiration date. What are you going to do until then? And then for many of us, especially these days, we're living longer. We're ge- we're living to be older into our years. And so that means your quality of life is going to be less and less and less for longer and longer and longer. Yeah, they'll keep you alive. But if you can't lift your head off the pillow, what kind of life is that? So... Do everything you can while you can. Don't live with regret. Avoid regret by taking those calculated risks, those well-analyzed risks, by overcoming your little bit of fear of failure, overcoming your insecurities, all right? Fellas, if you see a a lady that you like at the gym, go say hi. Don't walk out to your car with regret, right? You know, or at, at a, I don't know, wherever you go. Don't be afraid to say hi. Don't be afraid to make a new friend. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be a creep. All right, but don't be afraid to try. Lastly, we're we're doing the top five reasons. Um, we're doing the top five reasons of what feels worse than losing. So, and lastly, we'll say losing one's self. Losing one's self means that you you basically lose your identity. You lose your values, you lose your purpose in life. Okay. And when when you do that, when you kind of lose the the reason for living, excuse me, a lot of people will check out, okay? Well, they will cop out, which is never acceptable. But when you lose your reason to live, when you lose your purpose, you, you just you you feel lost. You 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 procrastinate more. You Nothing seems to matter as much. You, you lose your feelings. You just kind of drift along. And that can be 10 times more difficult than losing a game or a match or, you know, a small rejection. Losing oneself and losing your religion. What, what, that's the ultimate torture, right? That's the ultimate punishment. I can't imagine what it would be like to truly lose yourself, to truly live a life with no values with no principles, with no guideposts, right? With no guiding, you know, ideas. Like, how would you live like that? Uh, you, You would return to anything that feels good. Heroin would feel good. Alcohol would feel good. Maybe being evil or mean to people would feel good. But you would be doing all these things because you're not living your life by any value. And that's 10 times worse than losing. At least I think so. And so there are a lot of things out there that are worse than losing a game or a competition, All right? I've covered five of them here. And you can avoid all these things by taking a chance, right? Exploring a new idea, being careful who you trust, avoiding toxic situations, avoiding regret, and then living your life with some type of values, of ideas, uh, I, some kind of identity, James Clear, Atomic Habits is really good for that. I'm actually going to link uh, his book in the show notes, so please check that out. I, I'm telling you, you've got to take a stand with your life. You've got to put your flag, you got to plant your flag in the ground. You have to do the things that are necessary for you. And the the, the frustrating thing is that most of us know what these things are. This is your challenge to do it. This is your call to do it. If you've been waiting for a sign, this is it start small, be consistent, do the things you need to do. If you enjoy the Blue Collar Consulting Group podcast, please subscribe. It is out there on every single platform on the planet. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find it. Again, Blue Collar Consulting Group podcast. Feel free to subscribe. Feel free to interact. You can send me an email. You can find me on social, Blue Collar Consulting Group. I'm Gary Roth. You can find me everywhere. Head on over to bluecollarconsultinggroup.com if you'd like to send in a message or check out the blog. I would encourage you to do that. But let's get after it. Let's do the things that we can do to avoid the things that are worse than losing. All right, take care.